You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud, or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. Today, we joined in the studio with Beck Lyons, blogger and nurse who will be chatting with us about her experience with Mikado Joseph disease and the journey she's been on so far. All right, so welcome to the show, Beck. Um, we're talking to Beck Lyons today, um, blogger and nurse, who's openly shared her story about a genetic gene she is called Mercado Joseph disease, um, also known as MJ Day for short. Um, so Beck, it's super awesome to have you on the show today. Um, just to kick us off, can you share with us just a little bit about yourself and what your life looks like for you at the moment? Life at the moment. Um, so I'm a nurse. I work in an emergency department. Um, just on the uh, on the outer suburbs of Melbourne. I'm a volunteer firefighter with the CFA. Um, I spend my spare time playing guitar, going to the gym. Um, Fairly good electric <laughs> guitarist, if I do say so myself. Thank you. But, you know, since your di- diagnosis, um, you've started a blog which talks about your journey so far, and it's obviously providing hope to other people. Can you tell me, where did you find the strength to start that blog and how did it come about? Yeah, so I suppose in the following days and weeks, processing it all, I didn't just want to do nothing. Like, I wanted to use it for good. Um, And, like, I had that desire, like, in September last year, my younger sister got the genetic testing and she... Yeah, she found out that she also has a gene Um, and the desire to, I suppose, turn this tragedy, if you could say, in a way into good, like not just sitting at home doing nothing. So you mentioned in your blog that you're a Christian. How has being diagnosed with MJD impacted your faith? Greatly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Do go on, Beck. (laughs) I suppose because it's my only hope, like, Hmm. what do I have without it? Nothing. Like, Hmm. um, my body one day, science will say, will fail me. Yeah. Um, it could be, um, so I'm yet to see the specialist, but my repeater number says the onset will be between, um, 45 and 65 years of age. Um, but my mother first get it, got symptoms in her early 30s. And as it's passed down through the generation, symptoms are meant to come on earlier and more severe. So my faith is my only hope. And how, um, how have people responded to uh, you sharing your story and sharing your experiences on your blog? What kind of feedback have you received from other people? Um, lots of people are encouraged. Um, lots of people are... What's the word? Astound or amazed by my age and they say the amount of wisdom that I have. <laughs> awesome. Um, I've been told, you know, you know, my partner read your blog, which is really good because, you know, they're struggling with why 
bad things is ha- have happened in their life mm. and they're reading your blog and bad things are happening but you still have faith yeah you still believe yeah that's yeah that's awesome yeah 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 so already even though um already even though it hasn't been long you're already using the difficult circumstances you're going through to to be a blessing to be a positive influence in the lives of of, of other people yeah so um, yeah that's really cool so, Beck, out of interest, are there any scriptures that get you through on days where you may not feel the most positive? I should have prepared for this one. <laughs> That's all right. Pop um, quiz. It's, yeah, it's not a test. You don't have to quote it. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, the promises of God that God is always with us mm. and we're not alone. So, Beck, can you tell me, before you were diagnosed with um, MJD, can you share with us what life was... Um, like for you at that time and did you have any connection with MJD? My connection with MJD is so it's a genetic condition Um, my mother has it as do two of her siblings and so did her mum. What was it like I guess growing up for you and being aware that your mum had MJD um, what was that like for you and what kind of I guess challenges might have you faced as a family? Um, so yeah, growing up was hard. I don't have a memory of my mother without a symptom. Um, but for mum, so my grandma was adopted. Mm -hmm. So when she started having symptoms, they weren't really sure what was going on. And then it wasn't until my mum started showing symptoms that they realised it was a genetic condition. Mum's the eldest of four. And by that time, she had already had me and my sister's. Um, and growing up, so mum's symptoms started as, you know, a staggering gait, like a drunken kind of walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and like growing up, we would help mum walk up the street, walk home from the street, carry items, because dad worked out a lot. Um, and progressively, you know, she progressed to needing a walking frame. And then in 2000 and when I was 15 um, she needed a wheelchair dad had to quit his job and become full-time carer and he's been caring for mum since then but as a child I suppose it impacted on um, my parents coming to like school events and sports events and stuff like that right okay yeah yeah and what are what are some of the things that I guess help your family get through um, the challenges and get through those difficult times in your life growing up? Um, my parents have always had a strong faith, yep. so um, they display that to us, you know, believing in God, um, trusting that you know God has a plan for this and that it's not just for no reason. Hmm. Um, and I suppose like they would always whenever we were concerned or something happened they would always point back to God Hmm. and their faith can you take me back to the day that you were diagnosed like what went through your mind um shock disbelief um because like a number of family members and friends you know had said we don't believe you have it you know you're such an outgoing, sporty person. You won't have those symptoms. You won't have the gene. But um, when we found out, yeah, it was quite upsetting. And then, like, 
in the days to follow, I suppose it was like grieving for someone, like you had lost something. What, um, do you mind just sharing with us a little bit more, what did that uh, grieving look like? How did that play out in those moments of grief? Lots of tears. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever lost anyone close to you, but like how you're doing, like doing the dishes and then all of a sudden you're crying. Mm. Yeah, because you, you just don't want to believe that it's real. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know what that's like. So what do you think was the hardest thing about coming to terms with, with this disease? I suppose having seen my grandma, um, I suppose at the end stages of the disease from a young age, she passed away when I was seven or eight, I believe. Um, it was just after my sister's ninth birthday. So from a young age, seeing my grandma and then watching my mum progress through the, the disease and being told that that's your future. Mm. That was probably the hardest thing to come to terms with what could be my future. Um, so I guess because you already experienced and already were aware what it looked like in practice and what it looked like in someone's life and how it progresses... Um, I guess that added to the impact of mm. recognising that you had um, the, the condition? Yep, yep. Yeah, science says in my lifetime I will get symptoms. Okay. I've had, um, when we got the genetic testing results back, I say we because my husband was with me, um, uh, the genetics counsellor told us and then she had a doctor step in. And the doctor said, um, you know, you'll take the same path as your mother. So do you know um, how rare your disease is? And have you actually been able to connect with and meet other sufferers? Um, I don't know the... I can't remember the actual stats. Yeah, that's a good... But um, it's very prominent in um, Aboriginal communities right, in okay. Australia. Like, it's worldwide, but in Australia it's very prominent in Aboriginal communities. Is there some kind of, I guess, background or reason as to why it's more common in Indigenous communities? So it was brought when the European people came over. Yeah, so basically with the first settlers. Yeah, that's my understanding. Um, And then, so I think, if I remember this correctly, there's 600 at-risk people of inheriting the gene in Australia, according to the MJD Foundation. So there's that's just descendants of people who have had the gene. So um, stats-wise, um, for passing on the gene is a 50-50% chance if one parent has a gene. If both parents have the gene, it's a 75% chance of passing it on. Um, my mum's one of four. Three of them have it. I'm one of three. Two of us have been tested positive. Mm. Um So, Beck, you'll also be competing in the 10 Summit Challenge um, next year to raise awareness about MJ, MJD and people with disabilities. Tell us about the challenge and what are you trying to achieve? Cool. So, uh, yeah, next March, March next year, uh, myself and 16 other people, so they're friends from my childhood, CFA, church and work, um, we're hiking up the 10 highest summits in Australia. Awesome. Over five days. Intense. Yep. 
um, yeah, to raise awareness for MJD and people with disabilities um, and to raise money for the MJD Foundation. So it'll be crazy. It's like 75 kilometres all up over five days and we, we are planning on having a rest day, so really it's four days. Yeah. What inspired you to do it? Um, I suppose... I'd, I'd heard about um, another organisation doing the 10 summits to raise money for um, another organisation. And I got the idea of doing it to raise awareness for MJD because most people don't know about it. And like even other rare diseases and other people with disabilities, like they get mislabeled and mistreated. And I don't want that. Hmm. Yeah. So then. I had the idea of doing the 10 summits challenge as a way of getting people involved and then telling people about it and then potentially it could grow into a really big thing and lots of people could hear about it Mm. and learn about MJD, rare diseases, and think about how they can help people in their community with disabilities. That's awesome. It's a fantastic thing um, to do. So I think that brings us to an end today, Beck. but um, we just wanted to really encourage you... um, Beck today because I think that your openness in sharing your story is such a blessing to other people and it is providing that hope and it's having an impact on other people's lives. That brings us to an end of this episode of Youth and Loud. Thanks heaps to Beck Lyons who's been sharing with us about Mikado Joseph disease. And thanks to co-host Nathan Slachter for helping us with this episode. If you felt concerned about anything you've heard tonight, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 22 26 38. That's 1300 22 26 38. Lifeline on 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. Thanks for listening to this episode and we'll catch you next time on Youth and Loud.